Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Perkins Platform. This is a monthly solutions-oriented talk radio show, and each month we dedicate about 30 minutes to explore contemporary issues and solutions in education leadership, and this is your host, Brian Perkins. Earlier this month made a decision to uh, host a, a series of, of shows that featured different aspects of what's going on right now in our country and around the world related to the COVID-19 pandemic. And so today uh, we've invited some parents and a number of parents um, that were intended to be on the panel couldn't make it. Um, But I have two real troopers with me today um, who have agreed to be on the show to talk about what's going on with parents, at least from their perspective, how they're managing uh, their own work and the learning experiences of their children during these stay home orders. And so I have uh, with us today um, Asia, who is joining us from Georgia, and Kayla from Florida. Thank you both for being able to be with us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. So, um, to our faithful listeners, welcome back, and thank you for being a part of. Uh, our family of listeners, uh, each broadcast, we've enjoyed more than 5,000 listeners. And so to our new listeners, we're glad you've joined us as well. Um, I won't spend a lot of time talking, kind of setting the stage, but I was really, really interested when this first started to hear some of the stories that have been coming out of, of cities all over the country with parents being told to do their own work at home and manage having uh, children also at home doing doing uh, schoolwork. Um, I, I want to cheat a little bit. I want to start. I know Kayla, you've expressed to me that you are a uh, a middle school teacher yourself, and and so I know that you also have some duties and expectations of you uh, to teach children, and then you have other, uh, you have your children right there with you. Uh, so tell us how that's going. How, even as a teacher, how are you managing that? Tell me what you're doing at home. Yes. Yeah, so first thing we want to tell parents is welcome to our world. You get a little bit of taste of what we're actually going through, uh, Monday through Friday, but, um, especially here in South Florida, you know, our teachers kind of got a little break before spring break to get started, whereas we were thrown right into the online platform without a break. So while they were getting adjusted, we were already switching over to the online platform and teaching. Um, I call it organized chaos over here. You know, I have a sixth grader, a second grader, and pre-K. So thankfully, you know, the sixth grader and the um, second grader, they kind of have their online platform, which is Canvas, what we use here. But my pre-K, my four-year-old, is kind of like I have to create a schedule and a structure for her, as well as teaching my classes. So I teach four classes a day. I start at 7.45 in the morning. My kids are still asleep. So about 9 o'clock, you know, we're in full-blown online mode by that time. 9 o'clock, our Internet starts to slow down because everybody is online. 
even my four-year-old, she's doing ABC mouse. So it's just like, okay, are you doing what you're supposed to, doing, supposed to be doing? I'm telling my classes online, give me a second, hold on. They want breakfast. They need help. They can't log in. The camera's not working. So it's like I'm being pulled in all different directions. But I tell my students, I tell my kids, relax. Don't stress. We'll get it done. So my whole thing is don't stress about this whole situation. It'll all come together. Don't worry about it. So um, I, we have uh, Kiana, who has just also joined us. Um, welcome, Kiana, from Chicago. Thank you for being able to join us. I know you had a bit of an emergency, but we thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. So welcome. Thank you. Um, so, uh, so we're just sharing a little bit about um, what our experiences have been, and Kayla talking a little bit also from the standpoint of a teacher being at home uh, with, their, with her kids. Um, Aisha, tell us, um, so what's happening in Georgia? Uh, are you online? Are your kids online right now? What, what's, what's exactly uh, happening there? My kids are online right now, uh, but what they're experiencing, I think, in being at home and doing online school may be a little bit different than what their friends are experiencing because I am um, an online college professor. So the platform that they're using, I'm probably a little bit more familiar with than their teachers are. So I've been trying to help the teachers as we go and show them what they can do um, with the Brightspace platform that we're using in Gwinnett County. So I'm a counselor educator, and I'm also a therapist. So another thing about that is kids and parents are getting really stressed out with being mm -hmm. at home with each other. Sure, and they're sure. snapping on each other. And parents are picking up drinking. And we're not necessarily having that issue here because I already <laughs> know how to manage sure, sure, <laughs> all of this sure. anxiety and that we should take breaks and how we could do deep breathing. So my children are actually finding it to be uh, a little more fun and relaxing than going to school in the first place. Oh, well, I oh, yeah, mean, we're liking it here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that is definitely a different experience. And so, Aisha, tell us, what about you? Uh, I mean, uh, Kiana, what about you in, um, in, in Chicago? Well, the experiences that I have had this week is I have two children, one in the um, fourth grade and one in the second. The fourth grade, fourth grader, she is, picking up well, she's able to get up, and she's pretty structured. She will get up and just start doing her work. Her teacher also um, has activities for them in the morning where she's doing video conferencing with them um, just for a few minutes, and then they're on to doing different assignments. My second grader, she is a different type of learner, and she needs more one-on-one. -on -one. Um, her teacher has been having difficulty this week with her Internet, uh, so we're having a hard time getting stuff uploaded from the teacher on Google Classroom, and it's, it's been a little confusing. Mm-hmm as far as the second grader. So sure. she, has reached, she has reached out to us. She is um, getting her in fixed, and 
hopefully next week, well, next week they're on spring break. I don't know if they will get any uh, classroom assignments, but we have to make up for the second grader stuff that we missed this week. Mm-hmm. So what? hopefully when the actual online e-learning starts on the 13th, everything will be cleared up. Sure. Um, tell me, how are you feeling about um, what they're getting? I know, and and let me tell you, everyone has been really patient and understanding and uh, just gracious about what what the teachers have had to do. Uh, I mentioned in a show earlier last week that um, you know I I was surprised that w- with such a uh, great deal of confidence that school administrators and leaders all over uh, just took to the air and said, okay, um, teachers go online um, and, and expected something very meaningful to happen. I think that's a, it says a lot about the level of real confidence they have in our education system. Uh, but I, I just want to hear from you as parents of how do you feel about what the reality is around um, what is a is less than what they your children were going to get? How concerned are you about the long term academic? Now we're going to get to kind of social emotional components, but what do you feel about this in terms of the the academic long term impact that this might have on them uh, being out? As great as you are as teachers and professors and what have you. Uh, something to be said about being in that learning structured environment. How do you feel this is going to impact them? Um, well, this, well, go ahead. Every child is different. Um, for my younger child, I think it is going to be a big impact on her. Um, the week I, the, this week I was receiving um, academic things like they're they're starting on poems. And to just introduce poems now, I feel like I am teaching her everything. I don't really feel like the teacher is doing I think I feel like she's just assigning questions. And mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I have to teach everything. And and so certain things, certain components I just feel like I just feel like I need more instruction or they need more mm-hmm. instruction than just assigning questions mm-hmm. or or getting stuff through YouTube. Sure, sure. Aisha, you were about to say something too? Yes, it just that, well, so for the most part, I agree with that. It really just depends on the individual teacher. Um, so my, I have two children, and one is in fourth grade and the other is in ninth grade. And so, you know, the ninth grader has six different teachers. And you have one teacher who will have synchronous classes and make sure that she can help the children um, via video, and that's the biology teacher, which I really appreciate because I know absolutely nothing about biology at this point in my life. Uh, but then... You know, the math teacher sends a lot of math work 
for them to do, like 54 problems in one day. And there may be a video posted where he went over it, but math is really one of those subjects where, you know, the, the children need to be able to ask questions and they need to be able to sit in front of someone who can walk through it with them. Um, so some mm-hmm. teachers just are sending a ton of work that's taking more than the regular allotted time to do, and other teachers are a little bit more lenient. So what I've had to do to adjust is to reach out to the resources that I do have. Um, Any high school teachers that I do know are friends I have who maybe work in certain fields who can help fill in the gaps where the teachers aren't doing as much as they can and where I'm not able um, to fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent point. Kayla, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah, I agree with what um, they're both are saying. I've even reached out to my kids' teachers. I have a sixth grader. I have a second grader. The pre-K, there is no teacher. I am the teacher. But some of the work that they're sending is absolutely unrealistic. My second grader, um, he probably has about 15 assignments left to do that were actually due today. And I told the teacher, these are not going to be completed. You have to understand, I know you're trying to have them stay on their schedule as they normally do in school, but we're in a different environment right now. And you can't just keep spending busy work because mm-hmm. you can't even verify if they're the ones doing it. How do you know a parent's not doing it? How do you know an older sibling isn't doing it? So you have to understand and be realistic, you know, give them work that they are able to complete. 54 problems in a day? No, that's not going to happen. That's not going to be done. Yeah, yeah, that that does seem uh, quite a bit uh uh, of a, of a workload and and certainly unreasonable for those of you who are joining us. This is the Perkins platform. We have parents on from a variety of cities, just sharing their experiences with uh, being home during this time, uh, managing the educational process uh, with their children. Uh, if you would like to call in any questions or comments, please feel free to do so at six five seven three eight three one four eight one. Again, 657-383-1481. One question that I do have, uh, too, is about, so in addition to the work that you're doing with your children, um, I know you also have work that you have to do, uh, that you have to keep up on. I know, Kayla, you just told me that you um, are a teacher as well, and so you have students that you have to um, attend to in addition to your own um, with 50 plus assignments. Um, so tell me, how are you managing doing your own work? What does your day look like? Are you structuring times, specific times for your children to do certain kinds of things? But I, I guess give us a, a sneak preview um, what that looks like for you doing your work and then having to monitor and manage what is happening with your children. So I start my day at 745 Monday through Friday, which is a little easy that early because my kids are still asleep. They don't have to start their online platform until 9 o'clock. So I'm able to teach for at least an hour before I have to have my kids up and get started. But while I'm teaching, I try to give my students a virtual lab or some online assessment that they can do while I can still see them on Zoom and then go ahead and get my kids' breakfast ready. Once that's done, I jump back onto Zoom, talk to my students, try to make sure that they're on schedule, make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do, get my kids online, get them started. Um, my four-year-old, you know, she's in pre-K. There is no 
um, routine for her. So I have to create, you know, sight words, math problems. We have to read together. So I'm not going to just sit my kids in front of a TV or leave them unattended to for four hours while I teach my online classes. On top mm-hmm. of I still have to do lesson plans. I still have to get ready for my next class that's getting ready to come in via Zoom. So at about 11 o'clock, I'm technically done teaching, but I still have to have office hours until about 1 o'clock, in which I have students and parents emailing me. They can't log in. What's their username? What's their password? Miss, it's not working. Miss, what do I do? And I just <laughs> tell them, relax, breathe, calm down. If you don't get to it, it's okay. We will figure it out. And I stress mm-hmm. to the parents. I stress to the students. Do not stress about this process. This is something new for everybody. So sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because you're a, you're a teacher and you're able to do that. Um, Aisha, tell me a little bit yeah, about your situation because um, you, I know you've mentioned that uh, you you know you do this. This is what you do for a living, being in an online environment. Uh, what about you? What are you uh, doing to structure your day? The most structure that's had to happen in this house is um, structure of Internet usage because, you know, with with everything going online, a lot of the Internet companies have given everyone else at free access to the Internet, but I was one of those people who had to already pay for the largest package so that my Internet was always working. Now, it's even more difficult to use if I'm on Zoom, my high school is on Zoom, my younger one is on Google Meets or whatever it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, um, just like Kayla, I try to get up and do the majority of my stuff um, early in the morning. I have my kids start about 9, nine to 10, somewhere in between there. And then we already talk about the day before who's using the Internet when. When is your Zoom meeting schedule? When is your Zoom meeting schedule? And I've also talked to um, the university where I work about, um, because luckily another it's a new semester that's about to start. So whereas I usually teach classes in the middle of the day while they're at school, I'm now doing the early morning classes or the late evening classes. And then that way I can kind of leave the Internet open for the children um, during the day. But uh, structure has been very important, structuring when they get up, uh, trying to give them breaks and give them um, a, a solid time when they get to finish, hopefully if they don't have too much work to do, and also structuring when I do my work and even when I see my clients um, from my computer because now all of my therapy clients have moved to um, looking at me from their computer instead of meeting me in my office as well. Sure, sure. I, I'm sure that's challenging. And Kiana, I think you you had mentioned, I think it was you that talked a little bit about um, um, teaching, I guess, literature, uh, that they're, you're, you're, you're one of your children's learning about poetry or something like that right now. Was that you? Yes, yeah, yes. And so, yes. um, so how are you structuring it um, to to manage your work, especially given that in and in and I imagine that there are a lot of parents in your same situation. Like this is not what I do. I, this is not my this is not my profession, my vocation. So I'm I'm trying to do the best I can, but some of these things are outside of our um, our level of expertise. So how are you managing it? Well, right now I am off from work. I might be starting back to work on Tuesday. But right now what I am seeing with my youngest daughter, she has to um, 
pretty I pretty much have to take lots of breaks with her. Mm-hmm. So I am seeing some of those behaviors for per se. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen some of these funny memes where you know you suspended your uh, student and this that and the other. I'm starting to see where possibly her teacher was having some difficulty mm-hmm. in having her to um, remain on task or to stay focused. So we have to take subjects like an hour at a time. She sure. might do an hour in the morning. We might ha- We will take a break, and then she'll do some more in the evening. Mm-hmm. And she's doing mm-hmm. it with, with two different parents. You know, children react different to their parents than they do their teachers, of course. Sure, yeah. But um, I am really skeptical to see how this is going to work next week when I do return back to work because I'm a healthcare mm-hmm. worker. And sure. I've been, been told that we um, will probably do more than our eight hours. So I am... Um, I will see. Next week they yeah. are on spring break. I don't think they will have any classroom instructions, but I'm going to use it as a trial. <laughs> okay. Well, we're we're pulling for you and hoping for the best, and thank you for the work that I know you're going to do in healthcare. We really uh, um, appreciate your sacrifice that you have to make uh, to, to be in that field. Um, I want to shift gears just for a moment because um, we've been talking about health, um, the the academic aspect of what it means to be in school. Um, a lot of the research that I've done has been around what is the the social emotional uh, aspect of the school day, and I want to see and hear from you. Just tell me, aside from that. Um, what what is it that worries you, if anything, about what's going to happen kind of socially and emotionally uh, for your children going back to school whenever they do go back? I A um, couple of quick uh, stories. One is that I had, and last week, uh, one of my guests talked about when this first started at the beginning of, of um, March, that something just told him to go back and say goodbye to his kids. And he didn't anticipate that that was probably going to be the last time he saw many of them because they were moving on. Um, And so that's the reality for some of these, these students to kind of abruptly be uh, shifted from what they were doing. And, and I hear, I'm hearing all the time that, Oh, children are resilient. They'll be fine. And I don't know that, and and I'm certainly not saying that they aren't. I'm saying that I don't know that it's a good idea for us to gloss over uh, how much of this has happened and how it would probably permanently shape the way they see and think about school. You know, I've personally, my, my youngest daughter is a senior in high school, and I worry, I've been really trying to pay close attention to what she's saying and how she's feeling. And I've asked, uh, we've had the conversation about how she's feeling. Uh, There was supposed to be prom. Um, I'm just really worried that there's not going to be graduation in June. And I'm worried about that for her because those are very important 
rites of passage, if you will, to the next level, kind of acknowledgement of finishing a school year, not to mention finishing one aspect of your academic career like high school. We all remember how important that was. And so I, I, I don't want us to gloss over those components that are very important to human development. So I'd like to hear from you and see how much thought have you given to how this might impact them social and emotionally going forward. So I for think me, it's really hard is, for the kids. Go ahead. I think it's really hard for the kids because even my kids are asking, especially the two youngest ones, can they go and see their friends? And I have to explain to them, you know, we can't go to other people's houses, especially during a time like this. So it definitely does affect them because they ask about their friends and, you know, they're constantly mentioning, oh, this is what me and such and such used to do at recess or playtime. So just have to explain to them, you know, what's going on and that, you know, hopefully it'll be over soon, but it does, you know, concern me for them socially when they do get back into school, like how are they going to, you know, readjust and, and try to get back to some type of normalcy when they do go back to school. Mm-hmm. And, and Aisha, so, I think so you were about my, to say something. Uh-huh. They, um, I thought about that when they were initially told that they weren't going uh, to go back to school. And then I asked again when we found out earlier this week that um, they weren't going to go back for the rest of this school year. Uh, my youngest is more of a loner, so she has a few friends that she still talks to here and there. And luckily, she's able to still see her teacher um, in the little Google Meets room uh, that they use. But she doesn't seem to be too bothered. The oldest is more of a social butterfly. So I was more worried about her, but as time has gone on, I found that she hasn't really stopped being social at all anyway because I hear her talking on the phone all the time and FaceTiming <laughs> all the time. Sure. <laughs> but, but I do, you know, worry for those who have seniors who, you know, aren't going to be able to do graduation and aren't going to do um, prom. And um, I, I feel bad for them because I know how, how I would feel if that were my child who wasn't able to do that. Uh, but as for them being social, I asked her about also how she felt about her teachers and not being able to see her teachers and some of the teachers she'll have again next year anyway because they're teaching like French too or, you know, her volleyball mm-hmm. coaches and things of that nature. And the others, she said, uh, uh, some of them, I won't say which ones, but some of them just haven't really left such a large impression on her that she was going to miss them anyway. She was right, trying right. to get through the class this week. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and it really is something that I think, um, you know, I've I've had that we, we need to talk about and just make sure that I guess for me, my my message to parents out there is is while you're gonna ask about, I'm sure, what they're doing on their academic tasks is to also check in with your your children about how they're feeling about all this. Um, and I remember there there was a great deal of concern, you know, after the election um, uh, a couple of years, a few years ago, and I I just basically had to um, talk to my, my my two youngest girls and say, let me explain to you that this is why you're going to be okay. And so 
um, just put their minds at ease around the uncertain as much as you can around those aspects that are uncertain for them because they're seeing a lot on television. They're hearing a lot uh, in, in places that aren't filtered, but also don't come with, uh, annotation. They don't come with, uh, here's what this really means for you. And so they worry. And I know some children more than others worry. And so we as parents really need to make sure that we're, we're paying attention, not just to, well, they're not in school, they need to be in school, but um, how are we going to uh, help them adjust? Uh, and, and some of these things are not um, really profound issues that happen. They're just things that uh, are subtle in some cases. And so I urge everyone to just check in to make sure that um, your children are okay. Um, So in our last couple of minutes, just want to see if anyone had any parting words of advice for parents. Uh, I've, I've tried to reassure some, some parents, this too shall pass. Um, But any, any words of, of wisdom to help them manage kind of in the here and now uh, with any struggles they may be happening uh, to deal with. Do you have any short uh, words to share with them? Take some days off. Don't feel like you have to do work every day and everything that the teacher assigns. Relax. Take some breathers. Thank you. Good advice. Good advice. Anybody else? Yes. I would say stay strong. Just in in all areas, like try you and in your kids also try to stay strong educationally as much as possible without them going to school. Try to stay strong mentally, making sure that you're taking breaks and doing mindfulness activities, and then try to stay strong physically. Don't mm-hmm. sit around the house all day. Try to do something, um, some type of exercise or dancing or anything with your kids, so that you're not all out of shape when we're able to get out of the house more. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. Kiana, you have anything you want to share? Um, I am actually one who am taking in the advice because I was trying to get everything done on the day it was due. I was trying to get it done between the hours they were in school, and I just had to take a, 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 breath, a deep breath and realize that I can't do it. I just mm-hmm. can't do it. I have to take those hour breaks, and we are going out every day. Um, they are playing. We are doing a lot of things that I have not been able to. Ever since they were born, I always had to work. So mm-hmm. it is nice. It is nice getting that extra time to do, um, to stay in place and do things such as um and my kids are pretty much very involved in in all activities. So socially, um, they are in gymnastics, they are in violin, they are in uh, um, at Mayfair. They're doing um, dance. So I think this time has made me realize that I have been sending them to school. And then after school, they've always had activities. Mm-hmm. And I know, and there was a lot of things that I am trying to incorporate now that I really felt like I did not have time to do in, in the past before this all started. So mm-hmm. I am taking in the advice of other 
parents on what they're doing. So I'm pretty much inhaling everything that you're saying. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And again, thank you all for taking time. I really appreciate it. I know it is a sacrifice given everything that's going on and that you still made time to be on the show. And I know, Kiana, you are um, out and about, um, having to be out and about. And so um, thank you for dialing in. Um, And also uh, thank you to everyone who's tuned in for today's show. I just want to remind you that on Monday we have another broadcast uh, happening at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, This show is going to be about um, what students will need post-COVID-19, uh, the work ahead for school counselors. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit in this area that I have um, uh, talked briefly about today, the social-emotional aspect, but what is going to be the work of school counselors going forward. Um, so um, that please join us at 2 p.m. On, on Monday. Um, so again, thanks you for, to you for all that you're doing. And um, to my listeners, until next time, go well, stay well.